D. It's Lisa. And are you ready for another episode of Murder on the 420 Express? Fuck yes. Yes, you are. And this is holiday edition, St. Patty's Day. Ooh. I know. We so, are all a little 116th Irish on St. Patty's Day. For real. Hey, so this is kind of like one of those paranormal episodes. So hang on to the seats of your pants because we're going for a ride, guys. <laughs> so um, I <laughs> twist in that. It's paranormal and also historical because... Oh, myth lore. Myth. Myth. Yes. That's what I meant. It's not paranormal. <laughs> it's folklore. It's got some folklore. It's got some leprechauns. <coughs> it's got some... I didn't put banshees in here, so that's going to be saved for a later one. I did do a little bit of fairies, and I did do a lot of the druids slash snakes of Ireland. I did a lot of the St. Patty's Day, <coughs> whatever have you, celebrations. Listen, I know as a... Pr- I mean, I don't practice Wicca or like my craft is my craft. I don't really choose to label it very much. Like paganism? Yeah, I'm not a pagan. I'm not Wiccan, but I do practice a craft per se. So, but to learn that St. Patrick's Day was actually, what was he? A bishop? No, he was a saint. So, like, he basically was someone who was appointed to go and uh, embark in Christian ministry. Okay. Well, he pretty much, like, banished all of, like, the magical people from Ireland. So, I don't know how to feel about this very much. (laughs) So, I actually have a little bit more of a historical value on that. And you might not hate him as much. Oh, okay. Because it's actually really funny the way that things have kind of changed around. And so I looked at a few, like, Irish folklore um, websites as well as I did some, like, historical research and really kind of wanted to dive into why Americans celebrate St. Patty's Day. Because, A, we are not Irish, but we do have Irish communities. Listen, if you watch Shameless, you're also Irish because a Gallagher is a Gallagher (laughs) and apparently a Gallagher... Founded Chicago. So <laughs> so there you go. If you didn't know, now you know. All right. So what is our little weedy? What is our little weedy? For, 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 uh, what is something that we didn't know about cannabis? Are you ready? Are you ready for this? <laughs> 425 CS. I'm ready. <laughs> Chapter three, pot etiquette. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Let's see. The do's and don'ts of dealing with dealers. Number 51. Don't expect lots of idle chit-chat. Yes, please. I hate idle (laughs) chit-chat. Drug dealers are the ultimate neighborhood businessmen. Glad to perform any entrepreneurial chore in the community. They'll be happy to make small talk with you for at least the first 10 seconds of the deal. Remember, though, that you're... You're there on business, not a social call. And they've probably got other customers waiting. Respect their time. Express a polite interest, but be prepared for the fact that they may be a bit hazy on specifics when you ask if their vacation plans include a trip to Jamaica in the near future. Um, I 100% agree with this. Okay, so let's take it as just like etiquette in general. I have a local like a uh, gas station marketplace right down the street from my house. Mm-hmm. They know me because I get those like little 99 cent shots and like a little 
uh, Monaco or whatever have you. And mm-hmm. they know me for that reason. They always have it ready. I'm like, oh, wow, the weather's kind of crazy today. And I'm not a small talk type of person. But it's like, you know my vice. And you're giving it to me. And I'm going to pay you. you and know, then we're going to end this. It's so funny that you say that. Here's Sean's version of it, okay? We go to Burrito Bandito. <laughs> okay. And he's like, he's like, put in what you want. Because Burrito Bandito is like Chipotle and Qdoba. Okay. Okay. It's just not as big of a chain. Okay. Um, And their food is way better. Okay. So if you ever want to go there. Yeah, I've never Sparks been. Sparks Legend Mall. Okay. Um, By the... I feel like I've seen it. Burlington Co. Factory. Okay. Okay, it's over there. Anyways, he tells me to write down what I want for my order. I write it down. I hand it to him. He goes inside. About 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, he comes out and he's like, I love that I walk in there and they just know what I want. Because he's there so often. Sean's vice is food. Let's just be very honest. Sean's vice is food. I made really kick-ass quesadillas last or yesterday yeah. for lunch mm. because after my fast, I was like, this is what I want. So I made a really <laughs> detailed and intricate yes. quesadilla, and I made him some. And then at the end of his meal, he was just like, now I want burrito bandito. And I'm like... I love that Sean's... Uh, version of like the way that he thinks is I just had food now I'm gonna think about what I have next because let me tell you Mike and I are very similar people I'm like "Mm, I just ate dinner what am I gonna have for dessert Mm." that's why I have a gym membership to be honest with you I support all body sizes all body types but I also support being healthy in my cardiovascular health uh but I get like the food dumps and not like dumps as like go to the bathroom but like Oh, I'm down and out because I just finished my meal. Now I'm in the dump in my mood. You're like Josie. Every time I'm done feeding that child food, she she looks at me and she's just like, is that really it? That's all. And although I may be full, I'm like, "Mm, my tongue just loves that taste. So cooking intricately with those like layers Mike has told me that is the way to go. That is the perfect spectrum on cooking. You cook so you satisfy your tongue. You cook so you satisfy. But you cook to satisfy your cravings, which, by the way, I'm very proud of you for doing a fast. I think that's amazing. I do personally believe, like, it's a spiritual journey when you do shit like that. I really need to reset my hormones because yeah, <coughs> after having a baby... Um, I'm nearing my year of breastfeeding, um, and I have to wean her off next month, so there's that, but also (coughs) stress and depression and what's been going on this past year and so on and so forth, like, it's definitely needed, you know? Yeah, I think that there's uh, something to be said about resetting yourself. A lot of people don't understand how food affects like the way that we think, how um, the way that we process, even like we're triggered to eat at certain times. Mm-hmm. We should only eat when we're hungry. And if you actually ate a balanced nutritional meal or satisfied like your taste cravings, mm-hmm. you actually wouldn't have cravings and you'd so find true. your moods would be more balanced as opposed to these extreme highs and these extreme lows. Yeah. Like everyone loves sugar. I don't care who you are when Did you have I sugar in the right you? amount. It'll make you go high. Did I tell you what my mother... Sorry, this is so off track, but I have to say it. My mother told me 
but she's on this thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a 14-day supplement that she takes, but it's supposed to train her taste buds to not like sugar. Really? Yeah. So she hasn't been eating a lot because she has a really hard time. She'll eat a full cake. She'll eat all oh. the chocolate. I mean, I can't do that. I admire people that can't actually. But she straight up was like, Jeez. so you know how they used to put sugar in water in order to get babies to eat, eat their, or drink their, their water? And I was I like, they that. did that back in the day? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, no, mom, I don't know that. And she was like, well, I blame that for the reason why I'm addicted to sugar. I could see and that, though. Like, that's a, that's a really crazy thing. But to be honest with you, you should just like water. Okay, so Josie's been really hard to get to like water. So I give her yeah. juice, and when she gets Wait. used to the juice, I start watering down the juice. Oh. And, like, bit by bit. That way, she, she just gets her water intake. That's so crazy. It's kind of like how uh, people used to give babies beer for colic, just, like, a little bit in their milk, so it would cause a little carbonation. What? Or colic. Um, excuse me, not colic. Colic. Um, like a colicky baby yeah colicky baby they used to put a little beer in there just like that's how my mom was raised my mom also um when your baby's teething my mother when Um, she was a baby my grandmother put whiskey on her gums yep Mm -hmm. i mean (laughs) i mean now my mom loves a good drink (laughs) but anyways um back to our lovely podcast. Oh, yeah. So it's good to take care of that. yourself. <laughs> and remember this St. Patrick's Day, take care of yourself. Be responsible. And buy yourself a beer. Yes, buy yourself a beer. Get yourself a little Jameson <gasps> shot. Get yourself an Uber. Irish soda bread. Mandy makes a bomb-ass Irish soda bread. Soda bread. Got some soda bread over here. An Irish soda bread. Yes. I've also got um, a Irish Bailey's cream coffee cake with extra <gasps> cinnamon brown sugar crumble. Stop. I'm in the middle of my Let me tell you, ass. it's so freaking delicious. I think I'm going to actually keep it going. You know what you should make next? Hmm. You should make a... Um, You know how Black Bear's got that chocolate mousse uh, pie? You should do a chocolate mousse Bailey's cream mm. dessert pie edition. That sounds really good like because normally I do my chocolate Guinness cupcakes, but maybe I could fill them with the Bailey's Irish cream mousse. Do a mousse. Mm, that sounds really good. Maybe you can I can never just, like, go wrong with mix a mousse. the cake part and just eat the mousse. Okay, um, we're too stoned for this podcast. We- Have you ever gotten a sweet-ass love letter from a friend in the mail? Do you remember that feeling of just being like, oh man, they fucking remembered me and they fucking love me? Well, what if that letter was not a letter in the mail, but a pie delivered to your house? That's right. A sweet, wonderful, delicious, scrumptious pie made by yours truly, Mandy. That's right, coming soon, mandyspies.com. You'll be able to place orders for friends, loved ones, coworkers, uh, neighbors, maybe people you don't like, maybe people you don't know, anyone, maybe for yourself, for apple, peach, or cherry sweet pies, and savory pies. Say you don't want to cook, it's been a long ass day, and you just want a wonderful homemade dinner, but you don't want a dinner guest, and you don't want to go out. That's right, I also do savory pies, currently offering a wonderful chicken pot pie, made and baked with love, and if you are not a meat eater, I can do the vegetarian 
veggie delicious pot pie as well. So, once again, Mandy's pie is coming soon. Hope you all place your order. Love food. So okay, hungry. so if you love food and you want to share like a recipe, go go do it. Oh, and for just a small announcement before we start, next month we are doing a stoners edition for our podcast. Yes. So if you have any crazy stoner stories, send them over to our Gmail, which is murder four twenty podcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Send over your crazy yes. stoner stories because we got some to share. Yes. We would love to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, honestly. Um, and, you know, if you want us to hide your name, let us know. If you want us to use accents, let us know because we're going to make this really Whoa. high and interesting. Oh, I would yes. totally do that shit. Lisa's actually really good Ooh, at accents. <laughs> so, St. Patty's Day, right? It's yeah. right around the corner. We're going to be releasing this episode on motherfucking St. Patty's oh, Day. Fuck yeah, at 420. So, true. so I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, I've got the St. Patty's Day or St. Padrigs Day or Patrick Padre. or Pad- Patty with two D's. <coughs> it's a celebration from the 17th century to honor the life of St. Patrick and the introduce- introduction of Christianity into Ireland. The feast day... Hence, corned beef and cabbage, Irish shortbread, Honestly, stews, and beers. My favorite meal for this oh, month. Oh, my gosh. 100%. Okay, I have two. Uh, Sidetrack. Yeah, sorry. I've got two favorite holidays. Okay? First one, Halloween. Nobody will ever take motherfucking Halloween from me. Uh, Christmases, I grew up in a very, like, crazy, wild... Um, broken five different homes type of family structure... My mom did great. My grandma did great. But however, I still had to go see family that I really wasn't that close with on Christmas. So Christmas was never a fun holiday for me because I got up and yes, there was gifts and stuff like that, which was amazing. But I had to be shuffled around on my one day off to like seven different houses. And if I didn't show up to one, I got guilt tripped for 364 days. Oh my God. Thanksgiving, same thing, because everyone and their mother wants you to go see them. And I'm like, I'm a grown-ass woman now. I don't do that. Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. And my house isn't big enough to house everyone. I just, I'm not going to lie. I loved COVID for the fact that I was like, oh, sorry. This year, I am not going to be able to see you guys. Oh, sorry. We're going to have to video chat. We'll video chat. Oh, it won't be the same like old times. I know. I'm so sorry. The horror. Yeah, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to drink my champagne and get drunk at my own house. Get drunk at my own house so I don't have to worry about paying extra for an Uber from one of my family members' houses. Mm, Gypsy even felt that one. (laughs) She's like, I get you on a spiritual level, girl. (laughs) Okay, so the feast day, which celebrated the commencement of this tradition... Um, always took place on March 17th, which, if you guys don't know, is actually the death day of St. Patrick. So they honored the day that he died. Okay, no, that's pretty cool if you think about it, because then it's like a celebration of life. Yes. Okay. Celebration of his honorable introduction of Christianity the into St. Patrick. Yeah. So, who was he? Well, he was born in Roman Britain. I could not find a defined birthday because I really wanted to find his astrological sign. So, um, understanding who he was, I'm going to wonder if he was a 
Leo. Okay. Because of like his leadership and his determination. Capricorn's also a very good. Uh, leader, that was though. a second one, Capricorn. Or a Gemini. Ooh, please do tell. Why a Gemini? Um, because he was all kind of over the place, and uh, like a lot of people just know little basic facts, but um, he was actually enslaved by so, the Irish. So let me tell you, we are more like our rising signs than we are our sun signs. Our sun signs are our ego. So that's how we perceive ourselves. Interesting. Our rising signs are actually how the world perceives us. Which you and I are the same. We are both we are both Scorpio risings and we both have Pluto in our first house. And we were both born in different parts of the country. Yes. Which is crazy to me. Yes. Um, so me and you, we have this mysterious, secretive Though we come off as, like, downright sexy to people. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't realize how... Sexy you were? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Tristan... <it>. Tristan <laughs> said it, was it, the other night. She's like, there's just this magnitude about you that, like, when you walk into a room, it, there's just, like, this magnitude about you. And I'm like, your really? Energy, your energy <laughs> is, like, really big. I'll tell you one thing about Lisa, like... Whatever Lisa's feeling, regardless if she actually wants people to feel it or not, it triumphs over anyone else. Like, it is big and magnetic, and it makes you, like, honestly, like, direct themselves towards you, which is great. I think that's an amazing Which is weird, because I am so used to, like, hiding myself. I'm like, you can't see me. I'm in the shadows. <laughs> But, I but think I'm that's like what, that like, poltergeist in your house. Like, you just know I'm there. This is pissed. I'm just hiding in the shadow. Paintings are flying off the wall. Lisa's fucked. Like, she's oh, messed. Oh, no. She's upset. I'm like Nicole Kidman in The Others. Yes. I'm the ghost, but doesn't know I'm the ghost. Exactly. In the house. Exactly. That's exactly. You're just secretly playing the Anyways. piano and freaking people out. Tell me why you think this man is. Oh, he might be a Gemini rising then. That could totally be. Anyways, um, we're speculating. Yeah, but it's really funny, though, things. just to kind of go back to this, the whole Scorpio point, because a lot of my friends that I that I have are not traditional signs that work with Aries, and a lot of people that know me are like, oh, you're not really <coughs> like your typical Aries. Yes, I will fight for like what I believe in, because those are my core values. <coughs> yes, I can get a little feisty, but for the most part, I'm really chill, and I don't really talk to people unless I'm like... Okay, so I had to go move my car, you guys, in case this is a little segmented, because they do random toes at Lisa's complex. But long story short, um, the yeah. idea, what was that? I was like, yeah, you can't park in front of my building for some stupid reason. The idea of um, the Scorpio rising is that I do come off also very closed, or I'm like, I don't want people to really to know. Uh, and then when people actually start talking to me, I open up, and I'm very like sweet and cuddly and gentle and kind that's your pisces moon could be totally and i also think it's um a part of me is i'm very empathetic and i'm very strong in my empathy and to me that is a little bit of the scorpio sign probably mixed with the pisces and then my aries so so, oh that's weird two waters and a fire and a fire yeah so i come off really chill but also it's like I can be death and destruction. I just, I'm choosing always to kind of take the higher path in that. Where's your son placed? What do you mean? Like, in what house is your son placed? Oh, I have no idea. 
You did a chart for me a while back. Oh, Scorpio is your first house. The opposite of Scorpio is Libra. No. I thought Aries or Libra is Aries against Aries. Okay. So, so it must be Taurus. Taurus? Is the opposite of Scorpio? I think so. I think so. You know. We shall figure this out. But anyways, the reason why I wonder if St. Patty is a Gemini um, is because he seems to kind of float around, but he could also be a Capricorn because he was on a mission, as well as a Leo because he's got leadership. So, we shall see. We shall see. I don't really have a, a definitive birth date, so if you find St. Patty's Day birth date, please let Bro, me know. Please share that shit. I want to know. Um, so he was born in Roman Britain. He was kidnapped and brought to Ireland as a slave when he was just 16. He did escape, but then he returned to Ireland and was given credit to spreading Christianity to the people of Ireland. Okay. Now, there's the mythology or the folklore that the reason why St. Patrick is celebrated is because he banished all the snakes from Ireland. Now, if you actually look as a literal snake, there's not many like known native breeds to Ireland. There's people who have probably brought in illegal snakes that have maybe reproduced, but there's no real like native species of a snake. So a lot of times people took it as a literal mm -hmm. connotation, but when you take into the aspect of Christianity, mm -hmm. um, many other people interpreted it as druids. So the legend of St. Patrick chasing the snakes out of Ireland into the sea has two subsections. One is that they're snakes, which were possibly temptations or demons, similar to Buddhist folklore. Mm -hmm. If you've ever heard of, like, the Buddhist stories where, like, you'll go on, like, this fast or you'll go on the spiritual journey and then you'll have the demons that come out and tempt you. It's very similar to that um, because he chased the snakes out because they attacked him during a 40-day fast that he was undertaking on top of a hill in Ireland. Bro, me too. Yeah. I'm going through one too. Quesadillas. I would be hella mad if some snakes came up in my place and were just like, hang, hang, hang. Stop your fast. Be like, listen, I'm going to eat you if you don't stop. Yeah, which I thought was hella fucking funny. I'm like, or did you just like go on this 40-day fast and lose your mind and like start hallucinating that you were seeing like snakes and shit like that? And you were like, these snakes are bugging my fast. They're making me want to eat. Man. So... Good on him, right? Yeah, I uh, I don't know at that part of it, but all I could think of was like the Buddhist tales of like demons and temptations like messing with you. The second part is from Irish folklore wordpress.com where the snakes were druids. However, in all written accounts, druids were never mentioned as snakes. They actually defined in all written accounts of St. Patrick that druids were druids and snakes were snakes. So snakes didn't really represent druids. Um, this could have been a political battle because of the Christian monastery, the Christianity monasteries and schools that supposedly started by St. Patrick that wiped out a lot of the pagan traditions, which we kind of talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is no proof of a genocide in the physical sense of like St. Patrick, like actually throwing people off cliffs and killing people and breeding out. Ugh. pagan religions throw them to the wolves yeah um a lot of times you'll see people practice instead of saint patty's day they'll do all snakes day are there wolves in ireland there's a uh irish gray wolfhound which is the native dog of ireland from my understanding i believe there's probably been some accounts of wolves but i haven't looked that up mm -hmm. 
I like to think that everywhere has werewolves because I love werewolves. <laughs> I do. I'm dating a werewolf. If you guys haven't seen my boyfriend, not in the hairy sense, but just in the big, sexy, manly sense. Um, so some practice all snakes day and refuse to wear green to celebrate the Druids, but it is not historically accurate to say that St. Patrick took out the Druids from my findings. What we can deduce is that it looks like most of the Druids of the old sense actually turned into poet societies that worked underneath the Kings. So the people that came up with all the mythology songs and the, and the drinking songs and the people who would be the entertainers to the Kings, they actually were second in command because wow. battles were like very like royal events of like you would have jesting and you would have full on killing battles and you would have celebrations and festivals. Like these were the actual like festival um, creators basically. So I thought that was really interesting. So a lot of times when you read like poetry from like old Celtic and Gaelic poetry, uh-huh. that most likely was from the evolved pagans. And that's why a lot of times you see in certain pagan religions, the evolution into poetry, you have mantras, you have things that rhyme. It's it's very similar to like spellcasting, I would assume. Hmm. Very interesting, right? Bippity boppity snakes get the fuck out of here. <laughs> snakes get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> Um, so they were called seers, um, and they were second to the kings, which was kind of cool. Um, part of mythology in regards to St. Patrick's Day is everyone knows about, like, the three-leaf shamrock, right? That's lucky when you find a three-leaf shamrock yeah. or clover. Um, no, four-leaf. No, four-leaves are normal, right? No, four-leaves are the lucky ones. Three-leaf is the... Right? I think that's opposite. No. I'm it's opposite, you. my dear. Where? No. Where's my fool? <laughs> okay, look up a look up just type in Irish in your text and you'll see a three leafed clover. Three leaf shamrock. Yeah, you'll also see four leaf. Four leaves are common. No, they're not. I think you got it opposite, my dear. <laughs> Why do I say this? <laughs> because I uh, see Four leaf clover is very rare variation of the common three leaf clover. Oh, well, fuck me sideways. <laughs> Lisa is right and I am wrong. Fact check. <laughs> Motherfucking fact check. Reality there. Okay. Well, going back to the three leaf clover. <laughs> Go back to that three leaf clover. Tell me what it's about. Um, or the shamrock is lucky because of, um, well, I guess four leaves now. But it ruins my thing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, St. Patrick used to use it as an example of the Holy Trinity, right? Yeah. You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And my interpretation now is that the fourth leaf is you being represented into that element factor. So maybe that's why it's a rarity. Yes. Which is really, really kind of cool. Also, the term wedding the shamrock, which I'm going to fucking use now. What is that? It's an Irish term stemmed from the holiday when the pubs reopened to go for a drink or wet the whistle, but specifically wet the shamrock on St. Patty's Day. So you're just getting drunk? Yes, but the crazier thing about it, and I'll kind of go into it, is because this was a religious holiday, most of the bars and stuff would close. This wasn't a drinking holiday. for my- Hey, my dudes, it's me, Lisa, from your favorite podcast, Murder on the 420 Express. Listen, I'll make this real quick because, you know, what we're talking about right now is real interesting. So let's get to it. The Misfit Project. It's my very own brand. Now, you can get merch for your favorite podcast, you know, Murder on the 420, 
to your own tattoo designs to commissioned artwork for a loved one, business, or recreational piece. It's my very own brand. So the possibilities to bring out your very own misfit are endless. So if you're interested, which I know you are, go to themisfitproject.myshopify.com to get your hands on something that you'll love. So yeah, well, let's get back to this uh, dope episode. Okay, bye. St. Patrick's Day celebration history. Uh, St. Patrick's Day was first honored around the 9th or 10th century when people of Ireland began observing the Roman Catholic feast of St. Patrick on March 17th. Also, if you guys didn't know, we're going to go back just a few days. Yes, or not a few days. Actually, yesterday, the 13th, is actually uh, Leprechauns and Fairies Day. I know. I saw you post yes. that on Facebook, so I copy and pasted it and put Hell it on yeah. my Twitter. Hell yeah. It's the truth. So, we all know that uh, there's, like, the different little creatures, like little gnomes and goblins and gremlins and trolls and all sorts of crazy Always little... Always hide your money from the goblins. Yes. Hide your socks from the gnomes. So, March 13th... <sighs> Another reason why to love March, besides my birthday and Thanksgiving, is that it has all Fairies Day and all Leprechauns Day on March 13th. I'm going to start celebrating this shit, and you should too. What are you going to do? Are you just going to I'm going to dress up like a fairy, and Mike's going to be a giant leprechaun. And I'm going to make a really beautiful... I'm going to actually... You know what I'm going to (laughs) do? I have a friend who's got a game hen, and I'm going to get her eggs, and I'm going to do petite deviled eggs. So I'm going to make fairy food. Oh, my God. I'm going to do it. If you use... Okay, so when you... Everyone in the the witchy community knows, you don't mess with the fae. No, I'm not messing with them. Don't ever give them your name. Oh, I heard that. Don't ever give them your name. And you'll always show respect. I also liked it as a little reference to American Gods. How (gasps) American Gods, my favorite. um, There was that scene where she was coming over from Ireland. and For the leprechaun. For Mad Sweeney. Left left milk. Left him something. Even if she had nothing. And when she didn't, her luck turned. Exactly. When she didn't, she got arrested. So... Respect your leprechauns. Respect your local leprechaun. Respect your local neighborhood fairies. And do what's right. Even, like, it's for me to, it's kind of just a celebration. But I think that there's so many elements that I'm Christian, but I don't know what else is out there. So I just respect it. If it's something that's beyond my normal realm of speaking, like, you know, I I personally perceive that there's a closet in my house that I think is like this kind of supernatural portal that sometimes I feel and this is weird but like spirits kind of come in and out and they just kind of like pass through it's like a time loop you will know this when you walk by this closet because it's always cold and I for some reason whenever I turn I always feel like out of the side of my eye that I see someone standing there as if they like just walked through the door Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh excuse me just kidding nothing is there and I'm in my own house. Why the hell would you say excuse me in your own house? Because I'm proper. Even when gypsy like is following me around and she'll stop in front of me like is this the direction you're trying to go and I'm like literally get out of my way I'm never like excuse me pardon me I'm just like get I'm kind I'm kind I got places to be I got shit to do ghosts keep it moving keep it moving no I mean I think it's just like I just actually see it I'm like oh shit and then nobody's there and I'm like okay well that was odd but whatever 
when things happen like that in my house, I'm just like, I'm still the same way. I'm just like, get the fuck out. I don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> I'm done with your bullshit. I am not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, St. Patrick's Day was first honored, like I said, around the Catholic feast holiday. Um, the first parade of St. Patrick's Day was actually recorded in America, not in Ireland. Okay. It was, was it held in Chicago. No, actually. Oh. It was held on March 17, 1601 in the Spanish colonized colonized area now known as St. Augustine, Florida. What? Why do you ask? Why the Why fuck did down a Spanish in colony celebrate St. Patty's Day? Well, many people are not aware, but Irish immigrants actually fought alongside the Mexicans and Hispanics fighting over the land in Southern America. Um, some believe up until like prior to the Louisiana Purchase. So before America became America, there was a lot of the Spanish colonies. The Irish were pissed off at like everyone else, like the French and the English, that they actually fought alongside the Mexicans. And there are certain um, Mexican areas like in Mexico that celebrate St. Patty's Day, that celebrate Irish culture, that are that have Irish roots. I think it's beautiful, people, because both places have good alcohol, good food, good they, commencement. They're you know nice. What's so funny is both of them can't celebrate something without alcohol. Um, I might be Spanish and American or Spanish and Irish then, because I have that problem. But like, there's this one TikTok of like um, a Mexican guy and his white wife or girlfriend Mm -hmm. and he's like we're going to a birthday party we need to go and get some beer and she's like it's a six-year-old's birthday party why would we be drinking alcohol because it's a six-year-old's birthday party that you're attending as a grown-ass adult (laughs) i get that logic all i think about is because i'm on a shameless kick again so i'm like watching shameless and like literally all they do is just drink alcohol all the time like there's just some there's always a reason to have a drink and i'm like fucking irishman (laughs) okay let me tell you my boyfriend is irish and russian he's a six foot six ginger and um I know that man drinks a lot. <laughs> I, he does take his weeks off. He's actually, I'm very proud of him. He'll take like a week off at a time from not drinking and like it doesn't really affect him. Hmm. But uh, I know he likes to drink. He likes to drink Jameson. He likes to drink Coors Light. That was Sean's He'll like to drink whiskey. Jameson. It's Jameson. not mine, but that's because back in the day when, you know, shows were like a thing. I drink a lot of PB&Js, and oh. I do not like the taste of Jameson anymore. It is way too sweet. And I'll leave that at that. Uh, but Mike does drink a lot. The one drink that um, we generally don't have together because we both get crazy is vodka. Because I get my Russian side out. He gets his Russian side out. <laughs> and let me tell you, we are bitches <laughs> to each other. And, like, vicious. And not even, like, just, um, you know, we're not the being Russian super. And you we just out. get heated. We're like, what the fuck? Blah, blah, blah. And we'll be saying the same thing. But the way that we say it to each other is, like, it makes people, like, are you guys okay? And we're like, yeah. We're just real fiery right now because we're Aries and a Leo and we're both fucking Russian. We got all this crazy shit going on. All the fire. So vodka. Um, vodka on the fire. Yeah. Gets you ever want to see crazy Mandy? Vodka. Vodka mm. that shit. Um, okay, so a century later, Irish soldiers servicing in the English military marched in New York City on March 17, 1772 to honor the patron saint. Hmm. Further celebrations ensued in America when Irish immigrants came to America to escape the Great Potato Famine of 1845. 
potato it's a real thing. farm. My potato <laughs> farm. I got no potatoes. You know potatoes. <laughs> More than one. I'm trying to like lose Irish accent. More than one million impoverished. <laughs> <laughs> trying to lose this accent while I read on, but it's kind of hard. <laughs> More than one million impoverished and uneducated Irish Catholics stepped on American ground. And if you guys haven't, what is that movie with um, Nicole Kidman? And Tom Cruise, where they actually met and fell in love. And, like, this was, like, she's, like, an Irish princess immigrant or whatever. And he's, like, this. Maybe it's the opposite. I'm pretty sure she's Irish, but, you know, she's, she's got her red hair. No, she's Australian. I know she is, but, I mean, in the oh. movie, I'm pretty sure she's Irish. I don't know. Anyways, you'll find it. Watch it. It's a good one. Um, my boyfriend actually really loves that movie. What people don't know is we have a huge collection of mm-hmm. 300 to 400 horror movies like scary ass motherfucking movies movies that you don't even see on netflix type of movies beyond that facade <laughs> mike loves romantic comedies and he loves romantic dramas and time period pieces don't ever tell him i told you this he loves it that man that man has this beautiful energy about him that he loves White wine. Get yourself a bottle of Kim Crawford. It's an extra dollar, but he loves it. He loves candles. He loves, like, scents. Like, I was making bath salts for a while, and he loves my bath salts. He um, takes super good care of his hair. I love this man. He's the manliest man you'll ever meet, but secretly he's got that beautiful feminine energy metro side that I'm also like. he won't ever share that with anyone. He won't, but I see it. I see it because I'm like, oh, look at you taking care of yourself. Mm. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so many cartoons in the early settlement days portrayed the Irish as drunk caricatures of their culture because of their indifference in religion because most Americans at that time were uh, not Irish, or most Americans who were not Irish or European were Protestant. So we know that Ireland and a lot of Europeans are Catholics, Mm -hmm. but the Americans were Protestants, which if you don't know, there was a huge thing going on in Ireland as well as on American soil with the Catholics and the Protestants, which fuck you both at certain times, because let's be honest, you guys really don't have that big of a difference. And I'm not trying to offend anyone here, but it wasn't worth killing people over for a fucking difference. Along with that, fuck the Spanish conquistadors that tried to bring about Catholicism to the um, Mesoamerican and uh, uh, North American natives well, that built their land on natural healing. That's their mission in life, though, is to spread the word of Jesus Christ. Read the fucking Bible, then, and spread the word. Don't be killing people and be like, oh, you don't believe in this? We're going to kill you. No, because fuck that bullshit. Jesus wouldn't have done that. Jesus would have turned around and whipped your ass as he did with the tax collectors. Okay? Jesus wasn't white. He wasn't white. (coughs) He wasn't white. You know what? They actually say, like, that besides the Anglo-Saxon version of Jesus... The reason why there's the idea of the halo is because the yellow halo around the head is actually the um, aura energy that creates like spirituality. The red hair is because most people that had red hair back in the day were seen as like spiritual healers, like shamans, Mm -hmm. which is really crazy. And then the white skin obviously was like the Anglo element because it's... I don't know where this like, if it's white 
or it's like porcelain skin or if it's just like this very fair why that has to be pure um it's like, a feminine thing in art symbolism so like in egyptian artwork you have the woman who who mostly has like a fair complex in terms of in, in comparison to the man so i think what they did is they compared the female aspect to being pure like why is virginity so important because it's a female thing. It's but not necessarily a male thing. If you back look into like feminine power, like the divine feminine, it's dark. It's not. Oh, I hundred percent agree. Why it's not? Why white. is white symbolized with purity? I don't. Why? <laughs> I don't why? know why. Hey, audience, can you tell us why? Also, why virginity is a male. Concept? Concept. Mm -hmm. It's not a female concept. It's not even mentioned in the Bible if you really look at certain things. if you think about it, a woman's virginity is given to a male when, in fact, it is her consent in order to give her body. But what what physical or kind of construct is virginity? Virginity. So I actually just watched this TikTok where this woman was getting a lot of fire because she was raising her daughters and she had like four daughters to not believe in the idea of virginity. She was like, I believe in the idea of consent I and respect, but I don't believe the idea of virginity because it puts an unnecessary pressure. And if you want to be a sexual being, that's amazing. But she's like, I would rather have the sexual nature in the understanding of a relationship consensual point and the respect of another human being as opposed to this is a physical presence in my body. And See, if I give it to someone, I can never give it to anyone else. I would honestly teach my son that too. Like you're yeah. not taking a female's virginity. She's not taking your virginity. Yeah. This is a... And sex should never be looked at as something of taboo. Exactly. It really shouldn't be. And honestly, even, um, so I even watch a few sermons that are, they're pretty open in some of the taboo subjects that Christianity, a lot of Christianity and Christian churches won't talk about, but that's why I like these pastors in these sermons because they're very open. When it comes to sexual nature, Mm -hmm. they'll talk about things like porn and they're like, Honestly, the idea of porn is not necessarily a bad thing. What it is is us, it's us seeking a connection. And they think that like the sexual nature that people have is actually stemmed from the divine creator, which is God. Like That is implanted in us, so yeah. why is it that it's bad, if that makes sense? No, I get it. I get it. I so, get it. Back, back to the great back. potato famine. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like waiting to see if she's going to keep going on. Maybe our podcast is not going into famine. Okay. So, um, uh, and so Irish accents were also really heavy. She's going to have a wet ass diaper. Um, so <laughs> when the caricatures kind of came out, it definitely depicted a different culture that was not really natural to the Irish settlers. They okay. had a hard time maintaining jobs, and there was a lot of prejudice against them. Um, you know, for, well, I just want to point this out. For our country to be so against immigration now, mm-hmm. let me just tell you, it's not new. Oh, no. We, as a country, we've always disliked the immigrants in coming to our country Mm -hmm. if you think about it italians always get a bad rap for being mobsters and being Mm -hmm. associated with violence and crimes and russian irish people 
also mm-hmm. were associated with being drunks and disorderly. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you have the Russians that are, I don't know. They'll kill you and put you in the exa- tow yard <laughs> waiting for the next shipment out across the Baltic Sea. And then you also have um, Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. We had concentration camps for Asian Americans during World War, World War II. If you don't believe me, Google it. Mm-hmm. Because it's an actual thing. People didn't think about and that. And then now everyone is so concerned with Hispanics, the and Hispanic, and the Mexican border. Exactly, and coming over here and how we've been treating them. It's not new. It's I not also new. Think it's actually and really ridiculous. It is that people. I, it's a total media-fed thing. Like I'm not saying that there's not legal immigrants in this country, and I'm not saying that there shouldn't be the proper steps to maybe become a legal citizen. But it's not the problem that people are saying that it is. And a lot of times, the drug culture that is pushed out onto the streets uh-huh. has nothing to do with illegal immigration. To be quite honest with you. There's a lot of trafficking, sex trafficking, drug trafficking, gun trafficking that happens on our own soil by homeland terrorists. And, you know, we've got a whole, like, capitalized in the white Ozark nation of moonshine mm-hmm. and homemade meth. And that's primarily, predominantly white natives, like, patriots of this country. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, um, a lot of different things that don't necessarily go with a race or an illegal immigration problem or anything like that. There's a lot more also that comes from, like, northern borders than comes from southern borders. Yeah. And we have to understand that if you're going to try to preach on a certain thing, yes, you want to have some, you know, constitutes on... And regulations on immigration, I totally feel you on that. But it's not a huge population of the illegal immigrants that are it's utilizing our new, governmental systems. It's just a new cycle now, if you think yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Because back when we were having the immigrations from Europe, like yeah. we were never, we were if never. If you kind. identify as Irish, then you identify at one point that you were an immigrant. Exactly. That your family was an immigrant. If you identify Italian. as Italian, you identify that you came over and that there was the motherland of Italy Even where German. your family came. Yeah, a hundred percent. If you identify as anything else other than American, then you have to understand your history. What your family was most likely an immigrant. Yeah. Here, take that into consideration. Um, Okay, so uh, years going by, Irish Americans began to organize in the abundance of commonality between being Irish and American, so much so that they started to be seen as swing voters in groups of up-and-coming politicians, which there's uh, also that movie with Cameron Diaz, like Streets of New York or New York or something like that, which categorizes this. Excuse me. I don't think I know. No, is it like a Gangs of New York. Uh, I was about to say, is it a timey piece? Yes, Gangs of New York. Um, So in 1948, President Harry S. Truman attended a New York City's St. Patrick's Day Parade, which seemed to be a huge social victory for Irish Americans whose families had fought against the stereotypes (coughs) and racial prejudice in the New World acceptance. So this was really big that they were always seen as swing voters, but to actually get the recognition from the president at the time Mm -hmm. was amazing. In Chicago in 1962, the sewage companies... Yes. I really want to go there and visit, to be honest with you. Me too. In Chicago, 1962, the sewage companies were dealing with a leak into the Chicago River, which was illegal. And this led to them dyeing the river green for St. Patty's Day celebrations to hide the traces of the illegal sewage discharges. So gross, but also cool. 
I swear that river is green every year. Yeah. Year round. I think so too. I think that it's something like they just were like, like, well, now that we hit it this time, we can just keep dumping this into the Chicago River. If you watch shows that are based in Chicago, whenever Mm -hmm. they do a like a scene Mm -hmm. where there's the river and stuff, like it's still green. Yeah. And I wonder what they used to diet. I didn't research that, but I kind of want to know. But I know it's a big thing. Yeah. Well, and so the oldest celebrated parade for St. Patty's Day was, um, besides, like, the um, celebration in St. Augustine, this is, like, the actual parade parade, was in Savannah, Georgia in 1813 that supposedly Tom Woolley, a restaurant order, convinced the city council to, to dye the Savannah River green. But this was not successful. <coughs> yeah. I don't even know what the Savannah River looks like. Me neither. But it was not successful. Uh, celebrations around the world extend to Japan, Russia, and Singapore. Um, wow. Yeah, which I thought was kind of hey, interesting. Everyone's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. That's what Day. I say. And hey. March 17th, you Irish. You Irish. Um, being that St. Patty's Day was originally a religious holiday, the pubs would be closed on March 17th. Oh. And this was all the way up until like the 1970s. They kind of um, let it kind of go a little bit um, lenient okay. in the 1970s. But in 1995, the Irish government actually began to campaign St. Patty's Day to inspire tourism and Irish cultural understanding and appreciation to the rest of the world. Now opening pubs and being more public than religious. So let's go back to the myths around St. Patty's Day. And by that, I mean, I want to talk about leprechauns for a minute. So leprechauns, that word actually means a small bodied fellow. A small bodied fellow. So I am a leprechaun. You are a leprechaun. I'm a hobbit. I guess a lady. I don't know what a female leprechaun would be. I guess I'm not. Hobbits. We are hobbits. I am a hobbit. Actually, you I like want to food. be an elf. I want to be an elf. Okay. You can't be an elf. You're I'm not an elf. tall. I'm an elf. And you like food I'm too much. I'm I'm a abomination of an elf. <laughs> I am an abomination of an elf. I was not supposed to be, but yet here I am. <laughs> a wee bit of hobbitses. Wee bit of hobbitses. <laughs> Um, okay, so it stems from Celtics that believed in fairies and tiny men and women <laughs> who used magical powers. Tiny Hold men on. and women. I just have to. There, there's this '80s movie. I don't know why I can't remember these fucking names right now. But there's this '80s because movie. You're high. That's probably very true. Where there's like this crystal reader, and I don't know if it's like Sabrina and the Teenage Witch or something like that. But she comes out Death and love. she's like. Do you know what it is? No. Oh. She comes out of this, like, random Victorian house with her beaded doorway, and she's literally, like, 4'11", and she's like, come on, dear, let me read your future. And she's, like, she's the cutest midget crystal reader. And I say that with all love. She was a (laughs) tiny woman who had magical powers. Let me read your future. Like, she's, like, little Chicago broad. I will find this, and I will post it on our Instagram so you guys can understand the scene that I'm talking about. Um, I want to find this video clip. These tiny men and women would had magical powers and would be kidnapped <gasps> and would be taken advantage of no. because they're magical powers for either good 
or evil. Listen, there's a reason why the Fae don't like us. Okay. Oh, there's a total reason why. You ever seen Tinkerbell when they put her in a little birdcage? Yeah, I'd be pissed too. Yes, I would be pissed. And then I, I also relate to Tinkerbell when she's like dying because she doesn't get any attention. She's like, oh, nobody loves me. Nobody believes in me. I'm just going to say it. so damn dramatic. I am. <laughs> Mike knows this to be true. <laughs> I am a like very small statured person, but I, I give a lot in good and bad ways. So, perhaps. Yes, yes. Celtic Folk Tales also said that leprechauns in specific were just cranky souls who helped with mending and cobbling shoes for the other fairies. Uh, So, basically, shoe cobblers of the magic realms. (laughs) These little... Honestly, leprechauns were originally designed just to make shoes. Just to mend shoes? Um, not even men. The fairy folks' shoes. Yes. No, mend. M-E-N-D. Like, to mend shoes. Like, to make them, like, cobble them and get them all. For fairy folk. For fairy folk. And then they probably, you know, expanded a network themselves and then went to the human. Because I thought gnomes did the shoes. So gnomes were, like, in another neighborhood. You know, there's too much to catch up on. It's um, like our house in the, in the middle, middle of, of the street, street. Our house, and there's just like these characters: fairies, leprechauns, um, gnomes, gremlins, goblins, trolls. And nobody trolls. can tell me if a troll is a big or a small. In person. the dungeon, <laughs> I personally, in the dungeon. I personally think trolls are huge. They're like I giants. Think so too. Uh, I guess it just is kind of weird because, like, you know, the three billy goats or whatever, and they had to, like, pass through the yeah, trolls. I, I always imagine the troll being, like, just slightly bigger than the billy goats, but not, like, a big fella. Maybe he was, like, maybe a troll had a baby with leprechaun or vice versa because I think leprechauns in specific are male. So maybe leprechaun had a baby with a troll and, you know, troll mama was like, take care of your shit. And they I left it know. under the bridge. <laughs> We're just going to leave this baby under the bridge. And the baby was like, this is my bridge now, bitch. I don't understand how any of this makes sense. No, it doesn't. Okay. But get stoned with us and you'll understand. Um, so leprechauns were known for being tricksters, in which they often protect their treasure. I'm wondering how much this shoe business made because... I, this is like ridiculous. The treasure I that people. How much the shoe business. <laughs> Maybe I've gone into the wrong career. If this man has a fucking cauldron gold. full of gold. Yes, nobody talks about. And he about wants it. to hide that shit. It's a cauldron that he's got, and it has a like. Just take oh. this into imagination. Someone's all painting oh, this story. You okay? No, I'm fine. I just hit my knee. Oh, that hurts. You got a cauldron filled with gold coins and a rainbow pops out of this cauldron. And if you follow the rainbow, you follow the leprechaun's pot of gold. Is this, you know how they have the find my phone app? I wonder if leprechauns throw out rainbows to be like, find my pot of gold. You know, I think it's like a hidden dimension. I could see it like in Harry Potter, the trophy where like in the The um, uh, Goblet of Fire. Yeah, the port keys. And like he grabs it and like takes him to another place. Yeah. Ooh. That's what I'm thinking. Like his hat or some shit is the port key. 
Yes. I always wondered why his hat was so big. But you just reminded me of Is it like compensating because he's a tiny dude? He needs a big hat. I'm so done. I think that might be what it is. (laughs) So, story time. When I was in third grade, um, we were doing some science portion of our class. And I remember this distinctively because I don't know why. But it was around St. Patrick's Day. And this girl straight up raised her hand. I don't, it's too foggy for me to give you actual details. (laughs) But this girl straight up raised her hand. I remember her name. Her name was Anne. Because she fucked up my fucking childhood because of this. She said that her and her family went to the park. And they decided, they saw a fucking rainbow. And they were like, let's find the end of the rainbow. So they went and they tried to find the end of the rainbow. And she's like, the end of the rainbow doesn't exist why? Because it's water reflecting off of, or light reflecting off of water, and that's what makes the rainbow. So we could never find the end of the rainbow, so there is no leprechauns, there is no pot of gold. And I literally sat there, and I was just like, you f- What? You motherfucker. I was like, what? Your leprechauns aren't real? Because in kindergarten, mm. my school in, um, did this thing where somebody dressed up as a leprechaun, they left a pot of baked yes. potatoes at the door <laughs> oh, <I laughs> they knocked on the door Here's and they left potatoes. the baked potatoes and then you saw them like run off like the silhouette of them run away so i'm from a kindergartner <gasps> Gardener, I'm over here like fucking leprechauns are real, and they I grew left me their up, pot of potatoes. They're real. I grew up thinking that leprechauns were real until I hit third grade when this girl was like, "They're not real. Rainbows are just light reflecting off of water." And I'm like, "Yes, you are right, little Anne." However, I'm almost 30, and I still fucking believe that leprechauns are fucking real. So now you see my Fight dilemma me. where I'm just like, well, is things real, or are there's an explanation? Um, Like I said in all references, I, I think every know. single podcast, science is spirituality explained, and spirituality is science explained. They are we together to holding that. hands. Yes. Tweet it. Do We're that shit. Um, also, because I think that there's a lot of things that we don't understand um and i think that yes there is the science behind the prism and the rainbow and the light reflection totally cool but also what if you believed in yeah what if you believed and all of a sudden you took that my water away man was a well to the other dimension remember, and there were leprechauns remember i do believe in fairies and a fairy lives. When you say you don't believe in a fairy, a fairy dies. That reminds me of those shirts that's like, um, what is it? This is a terrible shirt that I saw like when I was 11 in Spencer's. And it was mocking like Catholic moms that were like, don't ever masturbate. But it was like, every time you masturbate, a kitten dies. You know, like, <gasps> you, you know that? <laughs> Do you remember that shit? <laughs> So I'm just every saying. Every time you masturbate, a kitten dies. Yeah. So every time you don't believe, little little Tinkerbell well, fairies like a baby dies. Every time you masturbate, a baby dies. Technically. I mean, technically. The spirit of that said baby. <laughs> well, then that would be like millions of or hundreds of spirits <coughs> a day. Maybe that's what goes on. It's just your, the dead sperm that then like. Can you imagine make it. every time? 
It's getting so fucked up. <laughs> if you guys have stayed with air. us for the 57 minutes, you're welcome. It just you're hits welcome. the air and they're just like, oh no. <laughs> oh, I thought I was going to be productive today. Just saying. There's a, there's some, I swear. Thank, you know, <laughs> give your children a hug if you're listening to this. Because those are the, those are the ones that lived. <laughs> those are the ones that became productive. All the other ones. But you know what? Technically it was second best. Because the first sperm that hits the egg technically dies, and then the second one that gets in is the one that fertilizes. So, are you saying you shouldn't be an overachiever in life? Nope. You should just kick back and go with the flow. If it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. If it's not your time, well... Better luck next time. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so leprechauns. The earliest reference to these little fellas was from medieval tale known as Ectra Fergus Mas or Mach Leti, the adventures of Ferguson, son of Leti, which describes the Leti, Leti, the king of Ulster, who falls asleep on a beach and wakes to find himself being dragged into the sea by three leprechauns. He captures the small fae folk, as he refers to them as, and they grant him three wishes for release. Now, what is that, um, remember, uh, well, it's not Gilligan's Island, but what is that? Gulliver's Travels. I actually have the book. It's... I have it right here. Gulliver, oh, you do have it. You got like an old-timey book, too. When was this printed? Oh, from the Page Master. I love it. Okay, so Gulliver's Travels, for instance... What happens? He gets captured by a bunch of tiny people mm-hmm. that literally throw ropes around him. Now, was Gulliver big or were these people small? We don't know. We can only speculate that Gulliver was normal. But. But is Gulliver. A I know real it's hard to I'm like, Gulliver. Gulliver. Uh, is Gulliver a real name? <laughs> is that your question in this? Not is he tall or is he big or relevant to leprechauns. Wait, is that a real fucking name? Because let's be honest. Because that sounds like some troll slash giant name. That's what I'm saying. Fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Yes, another giant from three beans, like magical beans. Yes. What kind of beanstalk grows that big? Well, it led him to the realm of the giants, which was in the sky. Okay. Have you seen that Rick and Morty episode? Uh, no. Oh, there's this get... Rick and Morty episode where Morty wants to be in charge of the travels, and he ends up going <laughs> to this place where there's the beanstalk and the giants, and he's just like gets into so much trouble. Sad enough, he ends up getting raped in one of the bathroom stalls by like <gasps> this like bean looking mare ah! and ends up like killing him or something. I don't Don't know. don't take the reins if they're not meant for you is what I'll say on that one. It was a really if intense episode, man. If, this is Rick and Morty. Okay, Rick so I don't Morty. watch Rick and what is it? Rick and Morty. I don't watch Rick and Morty. So I feel like this tainted my experience of trying to watch Rick and Morty because this is so sad. You got raped by a bean. Like a king or a mare or something. But he like, looked like a small bean? folk. Compared to the giants, the small folk lived, like, on the stairs of the beanstalk. Ooh. That's ridiculous. So, once again, um, don't go into strange stalls. Don't take the reins on life if you're not supposed to, because you don't know what's out there. There could be 
little folks. There could be mm-hmm. bean-looking mares or kings. <coughs> there could be giant beanstalks to uh, realms that you don't know exist. Okay? Don't. You can tr- you can respect. You can respect, but be wary of trust. Right? Um, okay, so it was kind of like a mix of a fairy, a siren ship tale, and genies is what I kind of got out of it. And it's crazy, too, because every... <sighs> culture and i have a minor in anthropology every culture that i've looked into always has some resonating like um folklore in terms of like being granted three wishes three people the dynamic of three is actually crazy the number three in numerology is actually the manifestation number oh interesting i am not mistaken it is the manifestation number. Number three in the tarot is actually the high priestess. Interesting. Well, and then you've got like right? like what we talked about earlier, the holy trinity too, which is the power of three. And there's a whole con- concept that there is the divine presence because that's have- omnipresence of God. There's mm-hmm. the physical being, which was Jesus. And then there's the female duality, which is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So Isn't you crazy? have the masculine, feminine, and then the spirit. Yeah, isn't that wild? And they all come together. Creation. Yeah. The number of creation, just so you're aware. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So, power of three, man. Power of three. Um, Okay, so of course, there there is my household's favorite movie, which is The Darby O'Gill and the Little People from 1959, which is Disney's rendition of Leprechauns, where a father and daughter have to outtrick the king of the leprechauns and get the gold to gold to be freed because they're like indebted they're gonna lose their house their farmland they've got what's his face um he's a famous 50s actor but gene kelly i want to say maybe not but anyways he's very good looking he comes in as like the farmhand and he wants to help them too the father gets super drunk with the leprechaun king and they have to out trick each other the leprechaun Yes, and he's, it's so funny. Like, if you haven't watched this. Man, okay, is Leprechaun King as attractive as David Bowie's Goblin no. King? No, Leprechaun King is, like, literally, like, three inches tall. But is he good pop. looking? No. God I mean, I wouldn't say so. Not my type. Oh. Not my they type. They need to do better. He actually looks like a Leprechaun, and Leprechauns really aren't my type. <laughs> they really aren't. He's a, he's the definition of a small-bodied, Let's cranky old soul. Let's just talk about soul. the horror movie Leprechaun for a second. Well, Yes. Fucking stupid. I hate I don't watch it. I'm gonna go into I my can't. tradition because we watch like all five because they're actually shorter movies. The original one with Jennifer Aniston. We watch all five leprechauns. I don't watch the shitty ones that are like leprechauns in space, leprechauns in the ghetto. They literally have like 12 Isn't of these. There an, um, an earnest movie with a leprechaun? Earnest movie. What do you mean? Uh, what is that one guy's name? Ernest does something and he's that oh god I feel like I'm showing my age that's okay I've been like not remembering movies all day I'm like you know dude what is know, going what is, on with what today? is Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise okay um <laughs> so <laughs> yeah what's that movie not eyes wide shut this is a time period piece um just so y'all know it's oh, what is it Mike would know um, so leprechauns, once again, were known as shoe cobblers and makers and also enjoy practical jokes. The related creature to the leprechaun is the cluricon, which is a leprechaun on a drinking spree. So when you have an alcoholic leprechaun, it's known as a cluricon. So I'm going to start calling my small, bo- small bodied fellow friends that get drunk that might have red hair. Cluricons. Hey, cluricon. 
Um, so what are some of your traditions, Lisa, that you do for St. Patty's Day? Um, mainly make corned beef and cabbage, um, drink some Guinness, and have some Irish soda bread. Soda bread. <laughs> I should watch some Guinness. pretty much it. Um, my family doesn't really celebrate the... Blasphemy. I oh, say no, that is blasphemy. I would say, like... In my household, it not, is. Not the non-popular holidays, but the ones that are celebrated. It's okay. Like, what okay. they would consider Hallmark holidays. You can say it. It's not a big holiday. Not a lot of people celebrate it. <laughs> no, but just I kidding. would like to celebrate it. And normally that's what I would do is just make food. Hell yeah. And get drunk. A food and drinking holiday. This I Besides Thanksgiving, because I don't do Thanksgiving. Like I said, it's like seven different households. I'm all about the food and drinking holidays. I am all all about the food and drinking holidays. I'm all about the family holidays where I don't have to travel. Mm-hmm. I think another part of it is my mother made St. Patty's Day very special. Like she knew that it was a holiday before my birthday, so she would like gear up. My mom didn't have a lot growing up, and so I was raised between my mother and my grandmother's household. Mm-hmm. They both worked like three jobs. My sister's dad worked like two jobs. Ernest scared stupid. It was this movie. <laughs> Okay, I have not seen this. And I, it's a troll. It's not a leprechaun, but it was pretty fucking scary as a kid to watch this movie. And you're Damn, just like, what is 80s, that? 80s graphics, like when they made the puppets and when they made masks, they actually made them really creepy, dude. And they really because did. the videography is like a darker tone for the 80s because they couldn't Can pick you? up that detail in like HD. It's <sighs> super creepy. It is super creepy. Like Hoggle from Labyrinth was yes, super creepy. creepy. Um, so my mom made St. Patty's Day, like, really special. So she would, like, I would literally come home, and the week before St. Patty's Day, my mom would, like, go out to the dollar store, go out to wherever, and she'd buy all these decorations. So I would come home, and I would know that it was, like, gearing up for, like, an amazing feast at my mom's house, and then, um, having my birthday, like, two weeks later. So... She'd put lights in the, uh, you know, in the screen door or whatever, and then the windows, and she'd do, like, all these St. Patty's. Like, literally, we had green tinsel everywhere, mm-hmm. and my mom would try to make it so special because I, I was her trial child. I'm not going to lie. I was the first child she had. My dad had other kids, but I was the first child that she had, and for me, it was she knew that she was, like, taking care of me, and she knew that she had to make some of you know, maybe the emotional scar, absentee father or whatever, <laughs> like better. So, um, she just made it very much so worth it. So the weekend prior to this, which would naturally be today, but unfortunately it is not happening this year. Mike and I, now we go to the testicle festival. That is right. Testicle festival Please in Virginia city. Explain to our audience what the hell that is. <laughs> So, um, they're called Rocky Mountain Oysters, and they're not sea oysters. They're testicles. Um, I usually get the testicle tacos. Like, from bulls? Yes. Or? A lot of different animals, but mostly bulls. Okay. Yeah, I do. um, Mike and I get these, the jalapeno poppers with the ground testicle meat that actually tastes like ground beef. Mind you, um, we also go up there primarily just to day drink and have a good time. I put on my red wig. I put on my bright green makeup. I put on my entire garb for St. Patty's Day. She's got an entire outfit. I I do. I will send pictures and we'll post them later so that way you guys can see how Mike and I dress up. Two years ago... 
two or three years ago was the first time. No, it was four years ago, excuse me, that the first time that we went up. So we've gone up there twice as like our little tradition. And because uh, 2020 rocked the boat and so did 2021. Um, but we grabbed beers, we grabbed whiskey, everything's like two for one up there. And then when we get drunk enough, we're like, it's okay to eat testicles because we're so hungry. And they've got these, te- they've got vendors up there that make different testicle dishes that we eat it. Mike is also a clamper, which is a historical drinking society on the West Coast. And yes, I said that historical drinking society. They're a bunch of Irishmen's or Irish we, wannabes. You really that, can't make this stuff up, guys. No, that really cannot protect mining towns. So they would protect. They'd work alongside with the prostitutes to help widows and orphans in the area. Mm-hmm. And they also drink a lot, and they're really big about history. Um, so we do that the weekend prior, the evening or two prior, we prep our meats, cheeses, and breads. Cause like I said, it's a huge feast at our house. I dug out the house with shamrocks everywhere. Now I know it is a, um, four leaf shamrock. That is correct. Instead four of leaf three. clover. <laughs> four that leaf clover. That is a clover. four leaf clover. Why? I used to pick them and get little ladybugs and stuff like that. And yes. then in order to fake your way into finding a four leaf clover, you just peeled off one of the leaves from one four uh, clover. And then so you, you, put ma- it on you manipulated to get your own. Yeah. <laughs> I can cute. never find one, so I made my own look. That's awesome. Um, we used to do leprechaun hunts, like egg hunts for Easter, but it would be for the kids and family members. But instead of hiding eggs, we hid gold coins, like those little packets of gold coins you could get. Dude, that sounds so fun. That sounds better than Easter. May- and I don't really celebrate Easter, to be honest with you, because... It's more like celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Well, you also have... Um, Ostrea, which is the spring equinox yes. that is literally a couple days later. Mm-hmm. Literally. When Constantine combined and in the Ottoman Empire combined Christianity and pagan traditions, that's where we get a lot of our major holidays. Like Jesus wasn't born around Christmas. I had to break it to you. He was either born in March, end of March, or early August. So he was either an Aries or a Leo. So you crazy. Say late August? Uh, no, sorry, late March, early August. Okay. Yeah. So that's when he's depicted. I actually have read more about the early August. She would seem more like a Aries to me. You think so? They said between March, um, what was it? It was either like, it was like March 26th to April 5th is when they believed. And then in August, they said it could have been the possibility of like, the first week of August. So, I don't know. Really crazy, though. So, it was combined because you had the pagan tradition of, like, honoring the woods and honoring the harvest. Like, the Yule Log is actually a pagan tradition for uh, spreading about good spirits or a good energy and, and burning the proper herbs and everything in your fireplaces mm. with the spiced Yule Log. So yeah. those things are not are combined because we wanted to combine and unite our people, but it was not necessarily, like, I guess, Christian-based. Um, so we usually do, like I said, the evening or two prior, we prep the meats, cheeses, and breads. I deck out the house. We set up the leprechaun hunt. The night before, we watch Darby O'Gill and the Little People, and I make the Irish soda bread, and then we chill. (laughs) The day of, which I request off as it is, like I said, my second favorite holiday of the year, we watch five of the scary leprechaun movies back to back. Michael will do something cool like smoke the corned beef and then put it in our Dutch oven to bake with cabbage, potatoes, and carrots. And this year, I'm making that St. Patty's Day dessert, which might have totally been 
switched around because of the mousse, <laughs> which is usually chocolate. Mousse. They're uh, Guinness chocolate cupcakes with green frosting, and they're paired with mini shots of whiskey. And we usually visit, like, a couple friends of ours who actually got married on St. Patty's Day because that's their favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. So we'll, like, go make a little stop, like, happy anniversary, you know? Overall, it's a fucking good day. So that's the spiel on St. Patty's Day. That was nice. That was a nice, nice transition of happy. Happiness from... all around. Even if you don't drink, just enjoy. What did we do? No, I mean, we've been doing kind of, like, a myth. Well, last one we did Monroe, Marilyn Monroe, because she is like a love and sex icon, but I wanted to give her more of that female empowerment and let people know, hey, you don't have to celebrate things like Valentine's Day in order to feel the love in the world and talk about how she was greatly loved, but she was also greatly like envied and envy is not a type of love that people have to understand envy is like when people are jealous of you and they want to get rid of you yeah so uh, i wanted to bring that to light and then what was the episode we did before owl man owl man so it's kind of i mean it hasn't been really too dark and dreary it's kind of been a very light starting gearing you up we don't want to go into the depths of the dark yeah, we want to make sure you're good and stoned and mind-blown and have a really good, yeah. chill, high going. Yes. And then we're just going to catapult on you, you into this black wormhole. We'll talk about hollow earth conspiracy theories. We'll talk about the fucking Matrix. We'll talk about mm. uh, time travel. I don't know if it's going. I don't know if it's going. We can talk about a lot of stuff. So, theoretical yeah. we can go into some true crime we can go hell into yeah anything. you won't know you won't know what to trust after this but you know what just trust us listen to the soothing mm-hmm. sounds of our mm-hmm. voice mm-hmm. and fall into murder for 20 thirst exactly so well another we great episode it was it was a really good one a lot of distractions <laughs> sorry but guys it was good Stick with us. Uh, We promise it gets better. So, here's a reminder, my dudes. Stay stoned. Stay mind blown. Stay aware. Stay woke. And please celebrate St. Patty's Day. Yes. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Since this is coming out on St. Patrick's Day. And be responsible. Be responsible. Love your life. Love everyone. Understand that um, the world can be a kind of a dark place Uh, a lot of people have dealt with that with the 2020 depression but overall fine we're labeling it now 2020 2020 depression yeah well because it's like depression that's invoked upon the anxiety that people are feeling because of the cancer culture but to be quite honest with you the world is also a beautiful place and if you don't see the beauty make the beauty be the kindness out there and drink responsibly folks please yes please drink and party responsibly Okay, Party on, on, Mandy. Party on, Lisa. Rock and roll. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. And because we're a bunch of stoners, and because we're a bunch of stoners, please don't forget to follow us on Twitter at murder underscore 420EX and follow us on Instagram at murder 420 e And don't forget to send us an email at murder420podcast at gmail.com. Also, uh, follow us on Patreon at um, murder420podcast.
Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening, and we can't wait to see you next time.